This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. I love you, Mom. She's one of the most influential women in NASCAR. I love my mom. My sister Kelly always has my back. I couldn't be prouder of my daughter. I love my wife Kelly. She's my best friend. Welcome to this week's Fastlane Family, brought to you by Bedhead by TG. You can get Bedhead by TG products at your local Ulta store, and you can also visit Ulta.com and enter TG15 and save 15% on your favorite TG stylers at checkout. I'm happy to have them uh, as a sponsor of our show, and I'm so excited to welcome Christy Newman, who's on time today for my show. Yay. We're joking uh, when she was on a couple years ago that um, she had road rage on the way here, and <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you're on time too with race traffic, you know, it's like crazy week this week. I finally figured out where I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that hard. Me being on time, anybody that I'm, I'm a good 10 minutes late most of the time. Yeah. So Chrissy, as most of you know, her better half. Yeah. (laughs) You want to say that? My other half. Your other half. (laughs) I think you make him pretty good. NASCAR driver, Ryan Newman and mom to Brooklyn and Ashland. And uh, we're going to talk about Rescue Ranch today, co-founder of Rescue Ranch. Look at there. We've already got a Ryan Newman fan in in here. I love it. Yay. Awesome. Good stuff. So on our first show, you know, we went through the whole meeting Ryan and all that good story and the good story about um, mm. meeting, you met Ryan in church and all that stuff. And so I was just looking at, at those notes and all, and uh, you've been married 12 years. I Is know. it 12 years this year? Have you already celebrated your wedding anniversary? Yes. Yes. January. Yeah. I know. Isn't that crazy? I'm a strong woman. <laughs> I know. So that's what I was going to ask you. So what, what is the secret to this healthy 12-year marriage? Communication. Two kids? Just in the NASCAR world. Communication <laughs> on everything. I mean, we were just talking uh, before we put the headsets on. You know, I drive him nuts. He drives me nuts. But, you know, it's life, and, and we've got a mutual respect, and, and we communicate a lot. And yeah. I think that's that's a big deal is just don't stop communicating. And further to that, the communication needs to be productive, right? Yes. I mean, you can communicate in a lot of ways. Well, we have a lot of arguments that I don't <laughs> feel like are productive, but I think we've known how many boundaries we can push. And yeah. And when we're firm on something, it's... yeah. But and you have that respect so that you don't go overboard in terms of maybe the way you uh, maybe perceive the other way s- person feels or whatever. You can just like put it out on the table and be honest. And yeah, and we're yeah. we're on the same page about discipline and and the kids and you know he's got a lot of things going on so he's very forgetful. So oh, just I know that <laughs> I know that about him exactly. Yes. We're going to talk about that forgetfulness. Ryan and I were communicating about this milkshake that he owed me. And so (laughs) we were going to take a little visit up to Rescue Ranch. And I can't believe that I, you know, still after a couple years have not got there. And I even offered to say, did you want me to text Chrissy working on a date? And he said, oh, no, I can multitask. I've got this. And like days and (laughs) days went by. The weekend went by. And I said that because I think it was a Friday and he was at the race. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I knew that that could be difficult. I would think that it, you know, would be something that he would just want me and you to talk about mm-hmm. and uh yeah so yeah the next week came and I guess you know he texted me the day of and he's like y'all still coming up this afternoon I'm like mm, I never heard back from you <laughs> and I've got something else going on yeah <laughs> he's like you double time. booked me yes yeah, so we made it work though so we're gonna talk about that but yeah I was also wondering have you guys been back to Jackson Hole because you went there on your honeymoon and yes. LW and I went there is the reason I asked I loved it there oh yes we we've tried to come go back a, a couple times uh, went horseback riding with some friends and a lot of times on the west coast fling we'll try and pick different yeah. places but that that place is just I could pick up and move there and not be upset about it I it's know, just right? beautiful any time of year you go it's just it's 
It's just great. And the wildlife and animals that you see there. I mean, is yeah. that part of the attraction for y'all when you chose to go there or not? Part of it. I mean, I we're just, we like the mountains. Yeah. I, I don't like to be cold, so the winters would be rough after a couple of weeks. But I don't know. There's just, you know, it's just beautiful. The nature and it's just a place I could see myself in the future. I just, yeah. There's not much I could say bad about it. Yeah. There's something about like just the rolling hills and the mountains and everything. Like we were just in Ohio this past weekend and... You know, it's different than Jackson Hole, obviously, yeah. but still, it that country, the winding roads, the view in the mountains, and just that country, good country setting. And a simple life. It. Yeah. Like, it's just simple. Yeah. We watch those uh, Wilderness Alaskan shows. Yeah, we do too. I'm like, that looks so nice and simple. I don't think I could do it because... We like to be busy. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, and I, I think they're very busy when they're doing it. Yeah. It just... I, I don't like to be cold, so for long periods of time, I can't see myself trekking through the snow, you know, multiple days for a long period of time. But it's just simple life. It's, yeah. ni it's nice to get away from the hustle and the bustle and just kind of quiet down a little bit. Yeah. It, do you, you, you like the beach pretty good? Yeah. We always yeah. joke that if we uh, ever had to, you know, move to an island, it would have to be like mountainous and snowy <laughs> on one side and then beautiful Caribbean sea on the other. I wonder where that is. <laughs> I have no idea. But if you find it, let me know. Yeah, I was going to say, you might have to invent that. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That you, So you like kind of the best of both worlds. I mm -hmm. hate packing for cold trips. That's, yes. Yeah. I like to dress for winter, mm -hmm. you know, because I like wearing sweaters and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I hate packing. I, I agree. It's, I it's multiple suitcases. Yes. I can't fit everything that I need in there. So, And then he has to carry them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't mind doing that. So he's got, you know, good muscles. I got the guns. Yeah. 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 So you guys, pack. Brooklyn and Ashland, they're, mm -hmm. um, gosh, growing up on this fast. I know. Almost six. So you start kindergarten in the I fall. know. Does Brooklyn, does she say she's, is she the, on the half yet? So is she five and a half or does she care about that no, yet? No, she doesn't. She doesn't really know about the half stuff yeah, yet. Yeah. Good. No. <laughs> she's, she's 16 in her mind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She starts kindergarten. We talked about the schooling when we were together. I found it that so interesting. What was it called again? The dual? Dual immersion. Dual immersion. Yes. And, um, the fact that they're even offering that in the countryside is just uh, <laughs> amazing to I me. Know. I mean, it sounds like something that you would see in the city in terms of, you know, the, it, the dual immersion is mm -hmm. you, you learn in Spanish, essentially. Yeah. Which it's I kindergarten. 90% Spanish, 10% English, but yeah. all the content is still taught, but it's just taught in Spanish. Yeah, it's so fascinating. Mm -hmm. It's so cool. Yeah, by the time she's in fifth grade, she should be reading, writing, and speaking fluent Spanish. Yeah. That's crazy. I think you need it this day and age. Oh, I, you absolutely, and, absolutely. And I took Spanish, you know, middle school, high school, and maybe, maybe I can order my dinner. Right. I can pick out words. Right. I took French mainly and then a little Spanish. Yeah. yeah. But I can only kind of pick and pick it apart. I certainly can't speak it. Well, it's fantastic. So. You know, we were looking at schools. We went into this particular school and the kids come up and greet you. And if it was a Spanish dual immersion classroom... They come up and greet you in Spanish and all of their stuff. And you're just like, oh, my gosh, these little people are just. Yeah. They're little sponges. Yeah. It's amazing what they pick up yeah. on. Carson started preschool when she was two years old. And they, you know, they had Spanish and um, all these extra computers and mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff. And um, it, it it is phenomenal just the things that she was talking about then. And we, we had a boat at the time and she named it Rojo because it had a red stripe <laughs> around it. I'm like, oh, how ingenious, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. So yeah, that so that's gonna be a big change for your lifestyle of having. Uh, they're they're yeah. in preschool now, I know, but you know, you get to kind of 
in preschool we can be a little flexible yes. on their schedule well the travel the travel's already been a little more difficult towards the end of the year the sports and the different activities they're yeah. now getting in it's it's been harder for us to get to a full weekend at the racetrack so we've missed quite a bit the last couple months now it's nice because charlotte is here yeah. so we get to spend some time at home but yeah yeah travel is going to be a little different for us in the yeah fall. yeah mm-hmm. it will i started looking at the calendar and trying to you know do our calendar because you know in the fall we like to take a trip and it's like oh wait a minute there's no we're only out this many days at school yeah you yeah. can only have well, i think it's 10 yeah I was like, oh, this is going to be tough. <laughs> and the fact of that, too, is, you know, for the most part, schools sort of follow similar calendars, you know. So you're mm-hmm. going to be on, you know, you're going to be on trips with everyone else that's out of school at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so every place is different. And I love crowds. <laughs> so this is going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> I'll go to Jackson uh-huh. Hole. It's just, you know, we can get out in the wilderness. Uh, yeah. That's funny. So Brooklyn, she um actually, she's not racing, but she's tootled around with it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan sent me some videos. It's She's she's got the bug. Yeah, I'm she's a little nervous. Got some pretty good control about it. Yeah, yeah. She just gets in and goes. Yeah, Ashlyn not so much. <laughs> she's she's kind of on slow mo, but yeah, Brooklyn's she's got it. And yeah, Ashlyn's just kind of like there in the sense of happy go lucky, just going along with you know the flow. When we were having dinner that night, she's just like, yeah, this is cool. I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> she's like that across the board. But when she gets, we got them little go karts and put cones out in the driveway yeah. and they kind of go on the driveway in Brooklyn. She, she was on like the low setting for about half a second and then she figured out how to make it go faster and she, she can corner and Ryan's like, look how close she gets to the cone and doesn't hit it. And she's really constant. I'm like, Oh my word. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? What's wrong with swimming or soccer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're born in a racing family. That's what's wrong. <laughs> yeah. And, and he knows like what to look for. And Ashlyn, yeah. Ashlyn's more like me. She can get in and go and just be like, content with that. Yeah. Doesn't need to go any faster. She's completely fine. So has Brooklyn raised her hand to say, hey, maybe I want to do this somewhere else besides the driveway or she pretty content with that. Okay. No, she's been content with it so far. She already asked if we can make it go faster. So <laughs> we'll see what she gets. I don't know. I'm just, oh. It's nuts. Out where the kids race at Millbridge, there's a class called the Cadets, and it's three- and four-year-olds. And to think, I mean, you know, I have a four-year-old, and I'm like, I did, he can't do that, you know? Yeah. They can do it. Ryan it's put her in his old quarter midget in his parents' driveway, and she was already wheeling it the very first time without even knowing, like, any coaching or anything. And he's like, oh, she's loving this quarter midget. I'm like, mom's not. Yeah. And, of course, Ryan's loving it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just, it's just... It's different, like, watching him race and then watching your child race. Cause, it I mean, is totally different. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Kim Burton's going through that with Harrison. Yeah. And, and I just, oh, my gosh. I think for me, too, watching Carson race, and, you know, she's 15, it's more like it, you know, at our younger one's ages, it's more about the fun and, mm-hmm. you know, going out and doing it and that kind of thing. And then, like, Carson's, you know, wants to be serious about it. And then I think about the business side of racing and, and not just the business, but that there's so many people that want to do it and very and it's very few make it to yeah. the top level, you know. It's and so competitive. as a uh, yeah, as a mom, that's when it gets in my way for my kid is like I don't want them to go through that hurt and disappointment and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Like, are you sure that that's what you want to do? <laughs> Maybe you should have a backup plan. Yeah. And then I'll tell her I'm like, you know, honey, it's just so hard and she's like, "Do you not think I can do it? Do you not think I can do it?" Oh, I'm like, yeah. "No, that's not what I'm trying to say." <laughs> you know. I just know that's really hard. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a different life, too. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's definitely yeah. once you go down that path, it's Yeah. You're all in. But hey, all the drivers that are there, they've, you know, they've went through the same thing and mm-hmm. they're there and you don't know what you don't know at 
you know, those young ages of getting involved in stuff. Brooklyn's the type, though, where if somebody spins out, she's going to stop her car and be like, are you okay? Like, do you <laughs> she's need the anything? helper. Yeah, she is. I mean, she she's competitive, but she's going to stop and check on you, too. <laughs> So I don't that's know awesome. how well that'll go. Oh, God, that's that's awesome. She'll be getting out of a race car with a lot of fines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned earlier that you and Ryan are on the same page from a parenting standpoint. What's like? What's that look like for you guys from your discipline? or? I am definitely more strict because I'm home with them more often. Yeah. So I would say I'm definitely the, the one that's laying down the rules. But he does he does discipline them when they're misbehaving. And yeah. we're big on manners. You know, they always say thank you. And, yeah. And, you know, Miss Kelly and that kind of thing. But, um, you know, they're good kids. We're pretty lucky. You know, Brooklyn, she, she's she got her mom's temper. So I think the teenagers are going to be a little rough. The positions might change. But yeah. for the most part, you know, if Ryan takes something away or tells her she can't do something, I'm going to respect that and, and vice versa. So. Yeah. Well, you definitely have to do that as parents. Even if you disagree, yeah. you can't disagree in front of the kids and you can't create that inconsistency yeah. in their minds, you know? I usually give them a look. In the beginning, it was tough because he would take these rules and, and make these things. And I was like, you can't put that kind of, it's just, you can't ground them for like a month. They don't <laughs> know what a month is. Like you can't take things away. And you just can't go to the 10th degree on something. You have to kind of do steps. So that's kind of tough. Yeah. Him. I'm probably the softer one in, yeah. in my family with between LW and I. And um, when he travels, you know, sometimes Wyatt, like LW is all about like, you know, it's nine o'clock and if bedtime's nine o'clock and, but like the night we went out with you guys, you know, yeah. we were a little later than bedtime um, after we got done visiting the ranch and we all went ate dinner and then we got our milkshakes mm -hmm. or feeding our kids milkshakes at nine o'clock at night. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops. It's but summer. <laughs> yeah. But so I'm of the belief like his routine is like we always watch a little television show, you know, we brush our teeth or whatever. And so even if it's past bedtime, I like to stick with the routine because that's what he's used to, you know. And so when he's out of town, you know, sometimes we might sneak in an extra TV show. And but then he always tells on me. Yeah. He's like, Mom, let me watch two shows, not one. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, that was a special treat, buddy. <laughs> You're not supposed to say that. I gave you the look. You're not supposed to tell. Oh, so yeah. There's yeah. there's no getting away with anything in our household. Our kids can't keep They can't keep a secret. Yeah. Well, my 10-year-old tells. She has, like, a, the conscience as big as the United States. And so she'll <laughs> tell you everything. Her sister, she can't get away with anything if Kennedy's around, which is why usually Carson doesn't want Kennedy around. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think that's a good thing, though. It when is. When they want to no. talk to you and it tell is. you things. Yeah. I hope that doesn't stop. Yeah, most definitely. Although the other day I was asking, we were sit sitting there eating breakfast. Ryan made cinnamon rolls. We're sitting there and I'm asking her, you know, are you excited about your last day at preschool? You know, what are you going to do? You're supposed to have a party. She goes, how about we just eat our cinnamon roll, Mom? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're only three and you're already telling me to quiet. Well, so. Wyatt, yesterday was water day, water and outside play at preschool. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't like to wear shorts. And so I picked out jeans and they like cinnamon, something dirty and something they can get wet in. And I'm like, okay, well, I picked this holy pair of jeans and a short sleeve t-shirt. And he's like, mom, I want a long sleeve t-shirt. And I'm like, honey, it's outside play day. It's going to be hot. You don't want to get your, you know, there's water activities. What kind of water activities? I said, well, I really don't know. I'm thinking like the water table. I, I mean, all the other kids, shorts, swimwear, Wyatt's out there in a long sleeve shirt, <laughs> John Deere uh, boots and jeans. <laughs> yes, my kid. So I said, when he got home, I'm like, so how was outside day? You know, what'd you do for water play? I didn't play in the water. I just played in the sand. 
I said, all right. <laughs> he didn't do anything else. He's like, I said, what else did they have there? He's like, I don't know. Huh. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so subject mom. Yeah. And we were just getting, I thought we were, he was just, for the first half of preschool, he pretty much was like that. And the teachers were like, you know, he really doesn't play with the other kids. And he just kind of hangs out by himself. Mm-hmm. And then they were so excited one day to tell us that, you know, he started playing with the other kids and started getting involved in the activities. <laughs> and then he's like, nope. Just stay there by myself. <laughs> I'm not going to do water day. I'm going to go out in 87 degree weather in my long sleeve shirt and jeans and my boots. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> He's a country boy. That's what he told us. He's a, I'm a country boy, mama. Yeah. Ashlyn wore her boots yesterday with her little skirt. And I said, don't you want to put some sandals on? It's kind of warm out today. She <laughs> goes, my boots make me happy. I was like, okay. <laughs> boots it is. At least you know, right? Hey. Yeah. It's comfortable That's in our own takes, skin, right? You know. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So I want to talk about my visit to the um, Rescue Ranch. This is summer number three, right? It's 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It goes by quick. Yeah. I'm so mad at myself for not getting there sooner. (laughs) So very cool place. And and we saw it after hours. And um, so I'm sure the experience is different when you have all these things going on and you're doing the the school classes and teachings and and visitors coming in. But, um, and we, we were talking about, snakes earlier mm-hmm. and and the fact that you want to get some different types of snakes you said that you want to get some smaller snakes for mm-hmm. people that aren't used to snakes which right. was me but I think I would rather hold a bigger snake because like you can get away from the head <laughs> 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 you know like if you put this little baby snake in my hand I'd be like mm, I think it bite me easier yeah but their mouths are like so little so it's just gonna hurt a little yeah, yeah. I mean you get a splinter. And it's not going to, like, Is that going to keep you from holding the wood? It could. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you remember, you're yeah. much more braver that you've been doing this. I mean, you're throwing out all these names of snakes and carrying on. But it was a really cool experience. Oh, um, I'm glad you guys to, made it uh, up. Yeah, to, to hold those and just the different, just the way they feel. And every everybody was on my Facebook like, oh, my God, you held a snake. And, of course, you know, we're not going to go out and hold a copperhead outside, right? right. But it's that season for them. They're abundant. Now, it's actually one of my favorite classes to teach at the ranch is when we do our snakes just because I like that reaction from people. Yeah. And then I like the reaction after when I've been holding it and, you know, they get to touch it and it's not slimy. And, you know, they might still have a little bit of a fear, but maybe it's a little bit less because yeah. they've learned something about it. I think a lot of times, you know, my kids have been holding the snakes since they were, heck, Brooklyn, I think, started about 15 months when we started getting the animals in for the ranch, so... Yeah, she's been holding this oh, She has no it. fear. I no. have to teach her that some, like, you can't go out in the wild and just start picking them all up. Yeah. It's probably not a safe thing to do. But they, they don't have a fear. And I think a lot of times the parents pass the fear down on yeah. the kids. Yeah. So it's it's always interesting for me to see the changes in, in their behaviors and kind of what they think. Yeah. So what's a week for you at the ranch? You're there Oh, it's a different lot every day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I try and be there every day. Um, some days are a little, this week is a little more hectic. Just because of race fans coming in, we're doing a lot more tours and programs, and I've had a lot of off-site stuff this week, so it's it's been a little bit different. But for the most part, I try and get there every day, whether it's doing stuff outside, helping with the animals. It's just, you never know. I don't have a typical week. I don't have a typical, I'm a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't have my Google Calendar and everything on there, I'd be in trouble. You, you might be a hot mess inside here, but 
you come across very well put together. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I try. You know, yeah. So, um, so you have specific times that they're for tours. So folks can visit during your hours that you're open mm-hmm. and, and yeah. just come in for the tour types. Yeah. We try now to do some stuff by appointments because if we do our field trips and we've got maybe a hundred kids in the building at one point in time, it's really hard for the staff to break away from that and, and yeah. do a tour. So we are trying to ask people to come online and, and sign up or just call and, and see what's available. But for the most part, you know, on the weekends, uh, Saturdays are busy with birthday parties and a lot of girls and Boy Scout programming. So we're definitely uh, we're definitely growing fast. So what's what's the ultimate goal when you we had this vision in mind? Um, I know you've been involved with animals for a long time. So my ultimate goal is to create a place that's self-sustaining. You know, with the animal centers, a lot of them are just going off of funding um, what they can raise. I'd like a place that has fees for service and and different things that it can it can be run as a business. I, I feel like animal industry should be run as a business. But I also really see the education side and something that's lacking and something nobody else is doing is teaching these kids hands-on experiences with the animals, teaching them the respect for the animals, what their care is. You know, you don't just think you're going to get one and then not be able to take care of it. I think we discussed the yeah. rabbits at your house. <laughs> I got two rabbits in my house that's an ongoing struggle every day. It's like, Kennedy, have you cleaned the rabbit's cage? Kennedy, have you fed the rabbits? Oh, yeah. no, I forgot. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> Kennedy, hard, did you, you change know? their water? <laughs> they, they look cute and yeah. snuggly and you want to play with them, but they also come with a responsibility. And just yeah. teaching kids respect and, and compassion for animals and getting them outside. You know, we've got a great piece of property and beautiful woods, and it's a safe place that kids can come out and explore the outdoors. We're working really hard right now on putting everything together so we can do a playground and it'll have some special needs equipment on it. So that's kind of the next step for us and, and just getting getting the campus where we want it to be. I have a huge vision for this place and you know Ryan's always like, You gotta slow down. Takes but time. I am not a patient person and uh I like things done really quick. I'm I'm it's probably a big character flaw <laughs> other than being <laughs> late that I like things done quickly. So um I like to see things moving and, and the ranch building, but it, it's going fast and it's nice to see people starting to understand what we're doing and appreciate it and want to be a part of it. Yeah, it, it's it was it's definitely worth the experience to go up there and, and check it out. And by doing so, I think, you know, more interest in it and, and what you guys are about so that they can help you fund that growth. <laughs> yeah, and I think that a lot of people think when they hear rescue, they think, oh, well, we've got cats yes. and dogs. And we work with a lot of groups that do, you know, adoptions. But right now we just, we take the animals in to use them in our programs. Eventually I'd like to do an adoption center, but I really feel like we're teaching them why the animals need to be rescued yeah. on a fundamental yeah. level, not just, oh yeah, well we bring them in, we, we adopt them out. I think right. there's a whole lesson of ed- an education behind why rescue is even what it is right now. Yeah. You, when we were there, you had one little fawn that got caught up in a neighborhood without its mom. What you up to right now? <laughs> Oh, Lord. I don't even know. I think 15. And that's nuts. Yeah. It was just two weeks ago. Yeah, that's that more. season. You know, it's it's not even, a, well, it's part of, we'd like to roll it into the ranch at some yeah. point right now. It's just kind of something Ryan has started. Yeah. Um, he likes to do the rehabilitation. And um, he, sta- he and I started doing it before we had kids. We had a lot more time. And then uh, now we have to hire somebody to kind of run it full time. But yeah. We did it on our farm, and, and we still use our farm kind of as a second location, and then it's also on, you know, part of the property that we own, yeah. that the ranch uses, and uh, it's it's a full-time job from May to September, October, 
of taking care yeah. of these babies. Yeah. I think 71 at one time is what we had last year. Yeah, that's nuts. W- in Ohio this past weekend, we um, we visited one of the farmers up there that does some work, and uh, it's calf season, too, you know, th- in yeah. the last couple of months, and uh, he had a baby calf that he was bottle feeding. Uh, his mom uh, didn't make it through birth, and, I mean, you just walked up and put your hand out, and it just started sucking on all your fingers. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was so fun. Yeah. Why it wouldn't get near it, but... Um, slobber kisses. Yeah, slobber, slobber. It yeah. Was it's pretty cool. So yeah. that exists, you know, it, it's, um, somebody's got to take care of these babies that, yeah. uh, we have three baby buffalo calves. Those are, those were so cool. And they're the, your other buffalo are very protective. Yes. Yes. I actually was all excited last night. So you just had two born since we were there. You yeah. just had one when we were there. Yeah. They had, they had them last week, I think. And they always have them in the worst weather. I don't, I don't think I understand that, but it could be like thunder and lightning and they're going to have calf. Do you generally know when, you know, they're, I mean, I know it's hard to tell when they're going to like actually push it out, but yeah. have you been able to be a part of that or? No. Yeah. Um, one of our cows I have. Yeah. Um, but I have not seen the buffalo birth. Ryan. Yeah filmed it's really gross ryan filmed a little bit of the pre-stuff <laughs> the other day he's like i think we're gonna have one tonight and sure enough it was rainy and nasty and we didn't get back over there but we had a new calf in the morning yeah sometimes you're just doing a head count and you're like wait a minute <laughs> there's something <laughs> there's another yeah. little head there this particular um baby calf the farmer um found the mom you know laying out in the pasture and and he feels like he just got there right at the right moment to even yeah. save save the baby so um, yeah, those are, and he, he had another one that he had pinned up that he thought was going to maybe birth that night. And we're like, call us if it's not after nine or 10 o'clock, call us so yeah. we can come over and watch it. That's I only see that cool. stuff on Dr. Pole. So yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, he's taught me a lot of like signs <laughs> to look for if the mom is in distress. We, we actually watch that show. It's one of those shows Ryan and yeah. I can watch together that we're not completely bored with what's the other person's option. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think I've learned a lot. As far yeah. as like having cows and knowing what to look for. Yeah. Being like, oh, that one, we got to call our vet. I know. It seems like every time I watch it, that's kind of what they're working on as cows. They yeah. work on a lot of a lot of big animals. I don't get to watch it that often. Though, yeah, so. animals are, they're amazing creatures. The buffalo, it surprises me how protective the whole herd is of the other ones. And then yeah. last night was the first night I got a shot of our first calf that was born. She came like running over and the mom was like snorting at me like I'm taking a picture whether you like it or not. Exactly. Every time, um, you know, Dale has a few buffalo and when you approach the fence, they think it's feeding time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they, they come and then you're like, well, I don't have anything. And, and then they look at you and, and if you make any kind of wild moves, they can really get excited fast. Yeah. I love to watch them run though. Oh, yeah. I love to watch them run. Ours are bucket trained. Did they ever kind of get out they'll follow yeah the white buckets yeah. that we have because they know there's apples in yeah them. so if you drive through with a truck or a golf cart on there and have the white buckets it's the whole herd running yeah. after you <laughs> ours got out once um when uh the heli- a helicopter came to get dale and mm-hmm. it just where they were standing and where it came in it was just you know not the right thing happening at the right time yeah and and they you just don't think they can jump, but mm-mm. they can. Yeah, of ours jumped the fence. Yeah, like oh my word, that yeah. big thing can jump. Yeah, it's crazy. We think our rabbit jumped our um, cage. It's it's probably about three feet. I mean, it's an enclosure for a rabbit, so <laughs> you would mm-hmm. think that it could contain them. But yesterday, Kennedy heard this like loud racket, and she went back there, and one of the rabbits was out on the other side of the cage. She's like, "Did you just jump that three feet thing?" Oh my word. Yeah, I wouldn't think. I mean, I know they have long legs, but. Not that long. So what's up next? You talked about the playground. That's yeah. kind of the next focus at the ranch. And Yeah, that's one thing. Um, the kids are playing kind of in a field right now after our program, so I'd like to be able to have a playground for them, some yeah. places they can play on the equipment. But I feel like there's a need 
we've talked a lot about doing specialty camps. We've run summer camps right now. So um, the third year we're filling up quickly, which is nice. I mean, that's definitely progress for us, and it's it's good to see. But we would like to add a special needs camp, you know, Down syndrome and spina bifida, and, and not not exactly what Victory Junction does. Yeah. But just having some things that meet the needs in the in the community because yeah. they don't have eh, equipment, but the flooring's not right in other playgrounds. So we really want to work with some people in the industry and get them the equipment that they can use to help build their muscle development and hopefully give them an opportunity to play and be a part of what we do at the ranch. Cause yeah, that's awesome. Want to have something everybody can kind of come and enjoy. You mentioned the camps, so um, you have summer camps yes. available. What, the, what are the kids, I mean, obviously they're going to learn about the animals and the education. What's some of the th fun things that... I think one of my favorite camps that we do is uh, middle school age, and it's a young vet camp. A lot of kids, and you talk to kids, you know, they want to be veterinarians, but what does that really mean? Yeah. So uh, we have a cool program where they come in, and, th and every day we have a different vet that comes in and does a presentation, and then they learn, you know, what does spaying and neutering really mean, and how does that process work and what's an x-ray and you know there's one where um, they're shown an x-ray and it, the dog has swallowed something and you have to try and figure out we have all these objects in front of them and they have to try and look at the x-ray and figure out you know what might be inside that dog oh cool and it's x-rays from that vet so they get to talk about it and you know how the animal did after and they learn all the different facets of what it's like to become a veterinarian and then we enforce well you know if you want to be a vet it is a competitive field you know it's hard to get into school grades are really important so we just try and give them fun opportunities to learn those things so as they get into high school they realize how important the grades are yeah definitely that's very cool yeah very cool so you have six i think six weeks of camp yes right? yeah yeah and we have the option to open up two more weeks uh depending on what our enrollment is so. yeah cool and they can you can go to rescueranch.com. Yep. All that's there. Everything is the there. Camps. Yeah, we're doing preschool this year, so my kids will be there, even though they're there all the time. So you do have openings, right? Yes. Still for, yes. For uh, they're the filling up, but yeah. yes, we yeah. have we have like five or six openings a week, I think. Very cool. Very they're cool. Filling up. And then you've got a, another event coming up: the farm to table dinner. Yeah, I'm um, excited. I know we're gonna be in PA. I was like, dang it, we're gonna miss this. So talk about that, what you're going to do there. Farm to table, we wanted to do something local and being that we're big on agriculture and where your food is coming from. And we have a whole section of outside animals. So we have all the barnyards, you know, our goats, our donkey and pigs and the crabby mini horses and the cows, the cows, yes. sweet Otis and Charlie. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's important to teach the kids where the food's coming from and we incorporate that into our programming, but we thought it might be fun to do a dinner outside and um, friends of ours up in Maryland had the farmers all get together and everybody brings a little something and they do a big farm to table so it's like that would be kind of cool to do at the ranch you know have everybody outside and just keep it a small intimate number and you know teach people that n necessarily in the community wouldn't come otherwise so it's kind of that opportunity and we are sold we sold out quick oh so you're sold out for that event we are sold out oh my out. gosh awesome yes, we sold out within like three or four weeks of of even awesome. announcing that we were doing it so we've already started planning next year's it's i was gonna say yeah i'm Put super up excited one. can we do this in the fall um actually yeah. i think mm -hmm. truex foundation yeah, they are is doing, doing one yep, in the fall are. so yep. um it'd be fun to see that on, yeah. on their director's farm so yeah very cool yeah we have oh, lots of fun things coming up <laughs> What and your big events are usually you still are doing the the dinner in December mm -hmm. for yeah the and, and, and the month of October is really big for us. We do fall fun days, so from October first all the way yeah. through the entire month, we do um, school programming's all about the fall harvest and um, all the fun things in the fall. 
And then during the um, Thursday night, Friday night, and all day Saturday, we'll have corn mazes and hay rides and all sorts of fun activities for the family. So we'll actually open that part up to the public. So Saturdays, it'll be all day. And then Thursday nights and Friday nights will be the corn maze. How many people do you have there? Oh, uh, full-time people working oh, full on this type people? of thing. Seven yeah. total. Seven people. Mm -hmm. And volunteer-wise, what your main core, the volunteers that yeah. are kind of consistent. We couldn't do it without the volunteers. I think we consistently probably have 40 people um, that are that are true volunteers that have been there quite yeah. a bit and, and help with. But we have volunteers for all different reasons. So we have people that specifically want to do animal care for us. We have people that are retired teachers that just want to come in and help with our homeschool programs, our field trips. Those are, and then well, we that's what I'm thinking. Is just sitting here with the, yeah. with the um, planning out the the content, you know, right. and the messaging that you want to send during these different times of year, and and for the kids and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's just, yeah, oh, yeah, a lot. It is a lot. We've got a really good team. I yeah. have some awesome people that work at the ranch right now, and and they're hands on on any facets. They're willing to jump in, you know, even if it's not necessarily what their job is. They're willing to lend a hand, helping hand, and we have a really good team. And I feel like that's what is going to build the organization yeah. as a whole is you got to have that support behind you it's and then our volunteers people. yeah and we have people that you know we have one guy that just wants to come in and hold the snakes and take them outside and give them some sunlight and he just watches the snakes for us so it's it's enrichment and then we have people that just want to work events or do a booth event for us so every volunteer no matter what they're interested in doing has an option to, to come help in all sorts of different things that's awesome yeah. yeah, very awesome. Yeah, we did a really cool um, corporate day. We just started doing some of those where um, Husqvarna brought some um, employees up for a family day. And we laid stone out, and it was so productive. I was like, oh, my gosh, look how much <laughs> we got done. And like Kind of like a habitat hours, work day, right? Like 100 people, yeah. 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 And it was fun, and they were all excited that we, you know, allowed them to do that opportunity. I was like, oh, my gosh, look how much we got done. You got, like, 10 things <laughs> off my list. Ryan's going to be so <laughs> excited. You got you 10 things off our list. Yeah. So yeah. it's just, it's neat, and it's fun interacting with people and, and to hear their stories and to see kids out in the community that have come through camp or been on one of the field trips or come for a birthday party. To see them out in the community and they remember a certain animal and, you know, what we do there. And I was like, okay, this is, this is working. This is why I do it. Yeah. Got to have those reasons because mm -hmm. you can get bogged down. Yeah. When you come, especially you know, when hold we're a snake, I feel like I've done something. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, you have. I'm not going to be picking up any outside, but, and I, I need to get more comfortable. I'm, yeah. you know, I, that was just my first introduction. Well, you think <laughs> about the little sponges that they are and, and the things that they'll remember and comprehend yeah. and, and understand and. To give them some of these experiences, it becomes part of their story. I used to go to this place when I was in school. I went on a field trip. Now my kids are going there, and I want that kind of community feeling yeah. for the ranch. Well, so, w uh, you know, we have that experience just from our visit there. We talked about Kennedy, told you guys all about having to go to the zoo on Friday right. for her field trip um, that week. And we weren't totally, we were excited to go to the zoo, except that we were going to Columbia, you know, a couple hours away, and they picked a Friday. So in my head, I'm like, you know, 77 traffic we've got all this toll road issue you know we're gonna have to get mm -hmm. down there we had to be there for the only part that was going to be kind of group oriented was the lunch from 12 to 1 and then we were kind of on our own for the zoo and I'm like really and then you know I'm thinking in my head like oh my gosh we're gonna have to leave by one or two so we can miss traffic so with all of that being said the zoo thing for our family just wasn't just the timing and everything I wasn't very excited about it 
and it, it ended up getting canceled because of rain. And if we didn't go, the kids were going to have to do a project. And Kennedy was not going to do any more schoolwork, <laughs> you know. So she's like, Mom, I don't care if we're only there from 12 to 1, we're going. <laughs> and um, so we came up to see you guys, like, uh, either the night before or a couple nights before that. And Kennedy's teacher, she went in the next day, and she said, can I do my, they, they ended up scheduling a project since we didn't go can I do my project on Rescue Ranch? And she was like, absolutely. And it's like the quickest, fastest thing that Kennedy did because it was hands-on. She, mm-hmm. you know, had all the knowledge in her head about what she wanted to say. And she was able to do, um, she took the pictures that we took and did a little slideshow. And then she just got up in front of class and told them all about it. So oh, that's awesome. There you go. That's yeah. a win, you know. You, you told 12, 13, 14 more kids about it and yeah. introduced it to, you know, another school or school teacher or that kind of thing. Pigs. Oh, she had pictures of chasing the pigs. Yep, <laughs> yep. And she made me go online and find some pictures of a few things that we didn't take pictures of because we didn't, for some reason, you know, we were messing with the cows, but we didn't take any pictures probably because the kids weren't touching them, you know. Yeah. So I had to go online and find a picture of Otis and um, something else that we found a picture of. So, yeah, she, but, you know, that excitement of having the experience and being able just to, to tell about that was so exciting for her so no oh, I love it she and did that's, it that's yep. why I do yep. it there you go so there's you another story in your hat that you can pull out sometime about and you can remember her. about why you do it and make her go on video exactly so what else is happening let's see what else can we talk about you got anything yeah. you want to plug or talk about that's, no I mean yeah, I, the, the ranch the ranch yeah. the kids Ryan that's that's pretty much <laughs> all I do Chrissy's life Ryan I mean, Brooklyn Ashland Ranch yes he actually yes. got really upset so I I smashed oh I didn't smash it I dropped my phone quite a bit because going back to being a hot mess and he's always yelling at me so I ended up getting this new case and I had to get a new phone because my screen was shattered so after I downloaded it the 30 the people at the store told me it was the most pictures they've ever seen on anybody's phone, but I have like 30,000 pictures on my oh phone. My gosh. Well, I mean, with the you got a lot of storage. I, have, I thought I had a lot. I have 9,000 pictures on my phone. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. So I ended up getting a new phone and had to get a new case. And I put a picture of Otis on the front screen and then a picture of my kids is like the main screen. And he was all upset that I, he's like, well, where's the picture of me? the hell? Why do I need a picture? I see her all the time. <laughs> He's like, well, you put a picture of Otis on there and you see him all the time. I'm like, you're jealous of a cow. Like, really? <laughs> so last night he sends me this picture of himself, like a selfie. I'm like, what is that for? He's like, well, so you can put it on your phone. I'm like, okay. This is your new screensaver. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. I just used it as his contact picture now. But it's like, you're such a You should just mess with him and, like, take pictures to your dashboard or something. You know, oh, like, well next time you get in the car. He's so into the deer and the turkey hunting. I'm surprised his, his phone isn't full of pictures of that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's all he... Did you check his screen? Did you check his screensaver and see what he he had? No, I didn't. <laughs> Doesn't bother. It's me. not a competition, right? Yeah, I just, I'm not worried about it. I might go on there now and take a picture, like I don't know, one of the snakes or something. He seems to love them so much. <laughs> he didn't. He did. Yeah. He just he can he, he can deal saying, with seeing them, but he just yeah. doesn't want to touch he them. He kept ta- saying. Um, Chrissy, are you gonna lock that cage? Are you gonna lock that cage? <laughs> and she's like, No, I'll do it later. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's funny. Like they were going to get out. I don't know. Snakes and mice he just never wants to deal with. He had uh, mice in one of his trucks. And he's like, oh, it's in there. It's in there. I was like, just go in and put my hands in there. He's like, what if it bites you? I'm like, then it bites me. I get bit all the time. Things bite me all the time. You are so brave. I, I, would, I would be good if it, as long there. as it's not a, a spider. That's my Oh, so you don't like spiders? No. No spiders? No, I can't. How come? I can't do it. When I was young, I went to summer camp. It was a soccer camp. and came back and... I went to, you know, you can put all your stuff away, go to bed that night. I sleep with my hand under my pillow. 
put my hand on the pillow, I felt something move, got on, turned the light on, and there was a wolf spider that had babies under my pillow. <gasps> oh. And that was it. I couldn't do it ever again. So we're not going to have any spiders at the ranch. <laughs> no, we actually have a lady um, from the Lake Norman Herpetological Society that has spiders, so she brings them for different gotcha. programming yeah. that we do. Um, so they are in the building for a program, and then they go home with her. I can't, I can't do it. It's just my That's heart rate. And I understand, like, people are afraid of snakes the same way. And I can, I can be in the room with them and see them in their containers, and I'm carrying eno- enough to, like, look at them. But once they move, I, I just, oh, my gosh. I'm, that's, I'm, it. I'm so surprised about that. It's terrible. So that's the only thing that kind of gives you the heebie-jeebies yeah. about that. And I try and be good in front of the kids because I don't want them to have the same fears. So I try and be good, and I'm like, okay, well, if it's in the house, it's kind of fair game. But if it's outside, we just let it be. Yeah. So that's kind of the rule I've created yeah. in my head that seems balanced, but boundaries <laughs> I know I know it's tough but. so one thing that I had on here that I was uh, uh, that I was going to ask you about um, just because we have the opportunity to talk to people hot buttons in animal you know topics as far as what's going on um, that people can be aware of or oh, well the the big thing uh, talking about Jackson Hole really was that poor um, bison calf that ended up having to be euthanized yep. because people thought it looked cold um, that just it's funny uh, Ryan Ryan's he's he's sarcastic <laughs> he uh nah. we had one of the cows I hate texting with <laughs> yeah. him <laughs> yeah. yeah he showed me some of those before oh my gosh like, oh, oh I hate te- I'm like I'm just back. gonna freaking yeah thank god for emojis because <laughs> I'm like gonna pick up the phone and call him because I have no idea what he means yeah. <laughs> like is he being funny or is he being serious <laughs> yeah he can be he can be like that but um <sighs> he he had we had one of the buffalo calves born and oh he must know I'm talking about him. He's calling me right now. He can't hear us yet. No. It was born, and he said, he took a picture of it, and he said, I think it looks cold. Maybe I should bring it in. <laughs> I was like, that's not funny. Yeah. It's not funny. People just need to, you know, let let animals be in nature. Yeah. They, yeah. Really, they really yeah. do. And, and, you know, it's time of year. Or, people or, are or call up. someone knowledgeable. Right. You know, like. Go to the ranger station yeah. and ask. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, it, it does. It messes with them. And it's it's sad, usually. Yeah. A lot of times people get upset that they end up having to euthanize them and put it on the park. But, you know, they said it themselves. They're not a rescue organization. They don't have the staffing to take care of that. Right. So it's kind of tough. And, you know, I've always struggled with national parks sometimes when they don't supplement feed. And, you know, they have issues with the sulfur in the land. There's all this <laughs> rules and regulations. And I won't bore the people listening with it. But... It is. It's sad. And then people get upset about it. And I'm like, well, maybe you should get upset that there's not enough education out there to yeah. teach people what they should and shouldn't do. Yeah. It's just like this time of year, you're seeing all the baby geese and yeah. the bunnies and everything. And I get calls all the time. Well, there's this baby bunny. I'm like, leave it be. Yeah. It's mom somewhere. It yeah. 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 I think it, people just want to take things in. Like, Well, um, the process of nature will handle. And, right. you know, that, that means birth living and death right all and and it will cycle and handle itself you know right. so and i think people just leave it feel alone. like oh i need to take yeah. care of this because it's little and it's alone yeah. but you got to really understand that mama's there yeah and especially with the fawns a lot of the fawns that end up coming into our rehab program are kidnapped people see them and think that the mom's not there because she's over you know watching in the woods trying not to attract predators to her child yeah, yeah. and they're like oh my gosh it's been abandoned i need to take it in and love on it and keep it in my house and then Sunday night we get the phone call I have to go back to work and I have this baby fawn and we're like oh man you should just let it be mom comes back I mean unless she's hit or something like that then it's a different story but there's a lot of them that just people pick up they think they've been abandoned and they're not it's kind of more about maybe needing to be educated and that's kind of the rule of the world these days of on so many levels and issues of people um you know either going to the right source 
right. getting educated about something instead of just thinking that you know what to do or yeah. figuring it out, you know. And uh, and we're learning too. There's yeah. there's a lot of things that it, that the staff teaches me or going to other places. I try all the time when we go on the um, on the circuit to find different places around the racetrack that I could take the kids because I learn different things about how maybe they do something or display something that might work, you know, back at the ranch. And I'm always learning. I'm never too naive to think that I'm not going to learn something in conversation yeah. or just from people's stories. So it's just big education. Yeah. That's what yeah. life is about. Yeah, definitely. Very cool. Yeah. Well, cool. Air 911, what's your emergency? Well, we have this week's hair 911 is do you have weak, limp hair, and do you need volume? And so we let our listeners tweet us at hair 911 and at TG Creatives, and then they'll tell us what the secret is to handle that. And, and you have nice straight hair, too. And you probably you have thin hair, like uh, yeah. not a lot of volume hair. Yeah, I struggle yeah. with my hair. Yeah, this me too. This is probably the first year I've actually learned how to curl it. Yeah. But I can't use curling iron. That's one of the things I love about you, though, because you're very simple. Yeah, like I... Yeah, I, I struggle. You know, I don't. I don't really want to take the time. Not that I necessarily shouldn't, but I don't really want to take the time to like do the whole makeup thing. And if I can't get ready in like twenty, thirty minutes, yeah. I'm I'm in trouble <laughs> because it's. I mean, I'm out the door, and I I'm not a morning person, yeah. so like the whole getting ready thing is just a struggle for me. <laughs> My cousin taught me how to use a wand. Thank Lord, um, I've burned myself several times, but I I I can get it now and. Yeah, I, I, I'm a hair hot mess. Yeah, the curls are looking cute today. I, I don't, I'm, I'm no better at it. I have to get Carson to help me and teach me, but my hair just doesn't hold things. So, yeah. um, I'm this weak, limp hair person. And so we had a listener, Jamie Carter, said she struggles with being able to add volume and life to her hair, looking for a good product that will help, but don't want to damage her hair. So that's a good balance as well. So the experts at TG have recommended using an Epic Volume Shampoo and Conditioner, and um. Yeah, we have that. We we got a take home for Chrissy today oh, on that. So you. happy days are here again, Jamie. Watch your flat hair disappear as your hair comes back to life with TG's Epic Volume. And it's sulfate-free. Nice. That's important. Uh, shampoo and conditioner. It'll take your hair to new heights where hair soars and bursts with more bounce to the ounce. And for an added bonus, because TG's Epic Volume Shampoo is sulfate-free, it'll also prevent your color from fading. So that's all cool. And, and it smells Jane, good. Yeah. So, Jamie, your struggles are over. You've reached out to TG, and we have come to the rescue. And don't forget, you can pick up the Epic Volume Shampoo and Conditioner at your local Ulta. You can also visit Ulta.com. Don't forget the code TG15. Does it smell good? You should make a lotion. <laughs> <laughs> it smells really good. You can enter the code TG15 and save 15% off all your favorite TG style products at checkout. So, awesome. I need to get me some of that, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good it's stuff. It's funny. Speaking of volume, I have a... <laughs> a friend that does my hair and she's this cute little Colombian girl and she constantly wants to add va va boom to my hair <laughs> and I'm like no you can just try it straight it's not I have to go back to the ranch like I don't need to look like the wind's blowing through my hair and yeah. every time it's just like curl crazy and she you know she'll start teasing I'm like what well, yeah. Lily what are you doing like, like our hair we it can be styled various ways yeah. it's just that I want to be able to style it in right. the morning when I get going you know right, right? Well, it takes <laughs> extra time and it's hard when you know you got little ones yeah. and you're trying to do a bunch of things yeah. and I I mean the makeup thing is what gets me. Like I, some people can just look like so flawless, and I'm like, gosh. And they're like, oh, well, I do this whole routine <laughs> and the yeah. concealer, and I'm like, okay, like you've already you lost me. 
that because I'm like tinted moisturizer. I'm out the door. <laughs> I'm the same way. Totally. Um, my, and I have very oily skin, so my makeup does not stay on. So yeah, it. I, I look at those people too, and I'm yeah. like, God, how their skin look like that? And it's like, oh, they have to do all these things. I'm not into it. Yeah. Yeah. I just. By, after lunch, I look at myself and I'm like, did I even put on makeup this morning? Yeah. Well, eyeliner is always what's got me. My eyelashes are so ticklish that it makes me l giggle. And then I try and put it on, and ten minutes later, it's like running down my face. I look like I have a black eye. Are you pretty ticklish like, in general? So like pedicure ticklish? No, no not that, that's not fine. too bad. Um, bottom of my feet a little bit, but yeah. for some reason, I just have sensitive eye. And then I'm like, I'm allergic to anything that has hair or dander or fur, anything. So I'm constantly. No you know, way. Yeah, I'm allergic. <laughs> you're to allergic to the very the thing that you're you're um, so passionate it's about. It's always pleasant when people come in and they try and give up an animal to me, and they're like, "Oh, I'm just allergic." And I'm like, mm. "Yeah, okay." <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Take an Allegra and get yeah, over it. Claritin <laughs> clear. <laughs> Too funny. All right. We're going to go into rapid fire. One thing that's always in your purse. Yeah. My rapid. phone. She'll, she'll speed it up for us if you take too long. <laughs> my phone. Uh, we've talked about this a little bit. Go to hairstyle. Straight. <laughs> Ponytail. When you wake up in the morning, is your hair pretty like straight and like. You know, it depends on, it on if like I, I've actually styled it or done something to it if the it, night before. If I don't do anything to it, it's pretty much the same. But yeah. like t tomorrow morning, it'll probably be a hot like crazy. <laughs> it'll be va va voom. Yeah. Favorite type of animal? I'm interested in this one. Do you have a favorite? I don't have a favorite. I love them all. Anything but a spider. <laughs> I, I have. I don't know. I find different things I like about each one. Okay, so how about an animal that you want at the ranch that you don't have? Lemurs. Lemurs. Ooh, that'd be cool. Fun, fun. They're pretty, fairly easy to take care of. No, no, not no. at all. No, but I really like them. <laughs> well, you, s I mean, I you, you, I see lemurs. You know, like uh, Lazy Five has lemurs, mm -hmm. and so, yeah, just, yeah. I like, I like. Maybe lemurs. they'll birth you a few really babies cool. or something over there. <laughs> 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 all right, girliest thing your girls can get Ryan to do with them. Dance. Oh, is he a good dancer? No. I can't imagine that he has any hey, moves. We had a dance, uh, parents night at dance last night, and he, uh, they needed a participant, and he got, Brooklyn picked him out. So. I was going to say, did he volunteer? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Biggest pet peeve? Dishonesty. Perfect. Perfect one. All right. Well, we want to remind fans, too, we had this Exalta thing going on, and they passed 20,000 followers on Twitter. And so that's step one of this Follow Us to Pocono. That's complete, and you can go to step two to help them achieve their goal, and someone's going to win $88,000. You can Seriously? do this, too. Absolutely. Perfect grant for the yeah, ranch, ranch, right? Playground so, here I come. Yeah, PoconoRaceway.com, <laughs> and it's backslash Exalta giveaway. Keep me store this right here Chrissy mm -hmm. I got it um, fill out the form to officially enter and uh, you can win $88,000 if Dove Jr. wins the Pocono Raceway so you might you yeah. might need to talk to Ryan and you know, know we could use a win yeah you could yeah. you could might not be worth the 88 grand yeah, <laughs> I do like Dale and everything <laughs> so that's pretty cool um, we'll, we were trying to figure out an easy grant there going on but it just might not work well let's see Depends on how they're, you know. <laughs> Depends I on might. how it's working out. Just right. go ahead and talk with them to, anyway in case yeah. it stacks up the way that it could all work out. And you right. can go enter and enter Ryan too. Just yeah. get you a couple of It'll be the second one I pull for. Okay. Enter all your 40 yeah. volunteers and all that good stuff. So help them. Well, this has been fun. I Thank certainly you. appreciate you coming down. Thanks for having me. Um, in the uh, middle of a, of a busy week here. And um, it's always fun. Thank you. We're coming up to hang out more. I, I enjoy this because yeah. you're not filming me. <laughs> I know, right? We talked about that. It's just radio. Yeah. 
shouldn't have to worry about the way. But you look at you. I had a I should meeting. be filming you. I was I was yeah. in a meeting earlier, so I have to somewhat look like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us on this week's Fastlane Family. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. 